Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. I want to start today's discussion. Um, I actually want to go back a little bit to yesterday when I was telling you about the person who saw what she thought was a maintenance worker in that little maintenance closet area. And when he stuck his tongue out at her, and it was very long, and it was to her, she said it looked like it was black. Well, the story doesn't exactly end there. I don't know what happened, but I didn't get the entire story until she um, contacted me again. But that was only the beginning of what, that was the beginning of what's happening with her right now. So she says that after that happened, she noticed strange sounds. She says, I know I live in an apartment and there are people all around and things like this, but she says, you know when the strange sounds are coming from your unit, your spot. She said, because I never heard anything like this before. So she says that She will hear whispering and she doesn't know what the whispers are saying, but in the middle of, of this, um, these whispers, once in a while, she will hear her name clearly. So she'll hear like these garbled little whispering sounds. And then all of a sudden she'll hear her name plain as day and clearly. So, of course, she started to get um, scared and she started looking around and seeing where these are coming from. She said it sounded like they were coming from underneath her furniture. It was coming from underneath one of the chairs in the living room Then it was coming from underneath the couch and stuff like that. But it wouldn't happen in any of the other rooms. It was like, for whatever reason, seemed to be contained to the living room area. So what happened most recently is that she continued to hear these these sounds and these whispers. And then... When she came home from work one day, there were little small dice, two little small dice that were right there, halfway underneath her couch. She said, I don't know where these came from. I don't have dice. I've never had dice. And all of a sudden, these things are there. So what this is that's happening to her is, um, I really can't say at this time. It seems to me that this thing that she saw, this man, for whatever reason, was the catalyst for all of the other things that have happened ever since. So while he did instill fear, okay, this is my opinion, how I look at most things like this, that kind of um, like uh, what what's going on now, it kind of like escalated 
what's happening now. Because sometimes, whether we know it or not, we don't pay attention to certain things sometimes. We just think, oh, I misplaced this, or I just, you know, we say it's our imagination. I just thought I heard this or that. Well, sometimes it's a little more than that. We don't pay attention until they get bigger. And being in an apartment, we don't know what has happened there before. So many people come and go in apartments. We don't know what they do, what they've done, what they have maybe perhaps attached to them. So it's it could be really anything. We're just going to like monitor this and up, we'll get updates from time to time and see what is happening. She isn't to the point right now where she thinks that she wants to bring somebody in to find out because she's kind of like on the fence about it because, well, if somebody comes in, it might make it worse, which that's a possibility. And um, I still have to live here, so I don't want to stir it up. So um, I understand that. I understand feeling that way because I kind of like get that way a lot about certain things. Um, I told you about the house that we used to live in and one of my sisters wanted to do an EVP in the house because there were so many things that were happening in that house. It was very active, but I didn't want to do it. I said no, because I still have to live here. And I don't want to hear anything that's going to make me feel like I have to move out of this place. So I do understand that feeling. She has to live there for so much longer. I get it. Unless something is or would accelerate to the point where, okay, now I really need help. But I do understand that. And I will keep you updated about this thing. But when things start appearing, like the two small dice, that just, to me, it, it takes it to a, a different level now. And um, it, to me, it's the same as things disappearing. Now you've got things appearing and you've got things disappearing. It's the same, except for where are these com- things coming from? How are they placed there? Are they pushed through an opening that we can't see? Is that how they end up there? I would really like to set up a like surveillance to see how that happens. But until we are able to do anything like that, well, it's just it's just out of the question. I have seen certain things on certain TV shows about that. It shows things appearing and disappearing. But I have to, I can't really um, believe that because these things can be doctored up and they're put on TV and all this stuff. So it's really not anything that I can say that, oh yeah, that, that I believe really happened. I have a hard time with that. I have to do it myself. I have to set up or... The people that I know have to set something up. This has to be organic, not something that I see on TV for me to believe it. All right. The other thing that I wanted to um, bring to your attention is kind of, 
along the same lines as this, as far as things appearing. But um, I know someone who lives in a condo, I guess it's a, called a condo community, and um, it's a known fact that these condos are built on some questionable property and on some questionable land. The majority of us know this who are familiar with this particular area. A lot of the people who live in this community have had strange things happen to them. As a matter of fact, this particular community is the same one where that um, woman had that cat embedded onto her screen and there was no noise heard. There were no neighbors heard anything. And the cat was almost like if, as it, as if it like had grown into that screen. And so this is the same community and no one ever got to the, the moral of that story. The only thing is that when I asked others about it and I asked uh, Victoria about it also, I told her what had happened and no one could figure it out, but they couldn't even scrape that poor cat off of that screen because it was just like if it was melted into that screen. And she said, I see otherworldly. I see something from another world. You know, and when you're talking about those things, well, you're talking about aliens. That's really the only place that we've got to go with that particular story. There's nothing else even that I can think of. And because no one heard anything. You try to do anything to a cat, you're going to hear something. And the condos in that community, you know, you're pretty close by to your neighbors and things like that. If you have your TV on too loud, your neighbors are going to hear it. So that's one of the strange things about that particular case is that no one heard a sound. Everyone was like, wow, you know, they, they were, um, it was unbelievable to them that this could happen and no one heard anything. So in this same community, now we've got people in this particular unit who are saying that things are starting to appear in, in their condo that they do not own. They are finding items in there that they have no idea where they came from. There are three people who live in there. It's the husband and wife, and then they have a daughter. And the daughter is a, she's like, um, she's a teenager. I believe she's a high school senior. And they're starting to find things. The first person to experience this was actually the daughter. And she found a gold earring on her bathroom floor. She said, I don't have earrings like this. And it is a real gold earring. No one knows where it came from. She hasn't had anyone over and anyone in her room or in the bathroom area at all. Anything. 
that earring doesn't belong to her mother, doesn't belong to her. And she got up in the morning to get ready for school and found it on the floor. The thing about this earring is that it's kind of smashed. It looks like maybe it was ran over. So it's a damaged 14 karat gold earring, a small hoop found in her bathroom, on her bathroom floor. That was the first item. Then certain other items started like clothing. Well, this doesn't belong to me. Maybe this is my mom's or maybe this is my daughter's. But this particular item of clothing could not, it was not the size of either of them. They don't know where it came from. See, and these things are located in places where you're going to notice them. It's not like you're digging through your closet one day and you come upon this shirt that you don't know where it came from and you can't fit into it. No, these items are placed in a way so that you are going to see them. Not in the future, but now. So it just kind of goes on and on. They've got dishes, certain uh, dishes that they don't know. They never had these dishes before. And then they've got other dishes that, uh, well, they just, they're not there anymore. The other uh, big one is the glass bowls that have, some of them will have a red top or a, a green top. You know, they've got different colored of the plastic tops for these glass bowls. Well, now, um, during Christmas, they had the glass bowls, but the tops were nowhere. All of a sudden, they didn't have any tops for their glass bowls. Well, now... They've got tops again for their glass bowls, but they're in colors that they never had before. They said, this may seem trite, but we never had these colors of these plastic tops before. It's like somebody switched like the colors that we had for the colors that they gave us. Maybe they didn't like the colors, whatever. That's just kind of like what it seems like. Somebody switched them, but who could have done it? Who's going to do something like that? She said, yeah, during Christmas, we didn't have any tops for these glass bowls. But now, we've got different color tops that we never had before. All this stuff now within this same condo community. The most recent was when everybody came home. The daughter was already home and the parents came in and I'm going to call the mom Deborah. All right. So Deborah went up to go hang up her jacket when she came home from work and she noticed on the floor in the little entry hallway to where her closet is that there were teeth. Now, No one knows what kind of teeth they are. They don't look to be human. 
but they look maybe like canine, you know, those sharp little pointy teeth. Well, she found teeth. They don't have any pets. The teeth weren't there before. She said, I found those teeth. They were on the floor. And I went and go, went to go and look in the mirror at my teeth to make sure that I had everything there. And then she picked them up and she showed her husband, what is this? Like, we've had it now. We're finding things. Things are missing. Now we've got teeth. Well, he was just as perplexed as she was. There, there are um, a lot of these type of things. I mean, this isn't an isolated type of incident. But because of what happened there previously... And let me see, this particular unit is probably, oh, it's not very far. It's about five, maybe the six units away. It's like you have to turn and go a different way, but it's not far from where the cat incident happened. And so now people are starting to ask questions. Is it because, well, we heard it was built on this and that and so on? It could be. But I was thinking earlier today because um, they are building houses all over the vicinity where I live. And in one certain area... It, these are sporadically placed, but there are those orange construction fences just here and there. You'll a few just randomly kind of scattered. And I remember my friend telling me that when I went to go and look over, you know, to where they were building those other condos, this is, you know, a while ago, he said, look and see how many of those orange little construction fences you see. He said, and um, I'm going to tell you, those are there because in every one of those spots, they have found remains. So when I was uh, out and I saw those little construction fences here and there in this area where they're starting to grade, I remembered that. My husband said, oh, it doesn't mean that. It could be water for water mains and this and that, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe so. I don't believe that that's why they're there. Because for one thing, they're too scattered. And they're different sizes. And this place was previously graded. They were going to build there about 10 years ago. And then I guess it fell through. So it had been graded already. And all of a sudden now, I see these. I'm not saying that it's for sure that there are remains there. But it struck me that I'm going to say it's a high percentage of places where they have built houses, where we live, where we have lived that 
are built on maybe not burial ground, but on places where remains have been found. The reason why I believe this is because you have to figure when people started coming from the South to Oregon and to California, look at the gold rush, and they were coming from all different states in their covered wagons and all of this stuff. Well, that was a very hard way to travel. A lot of people died before they made it to their destinations. So, well, what are you going to do? You have to bury them where they die. So, when I stop and think about all of that and how old the land is, and now they're going to build on it in the year 2022, I know that there are remains that are buried there in I can't say the the percentage but I know it's high. I mean just think about it. It's not a stretch to believe this at all. So I um I I just kind of feel that it's pretty difficult to um say oh well it's because that was built on burial ground or that was built on this and that. There, Okay, there is a, a little bit of a difference. And I'm going to say because I don't know if this is fact, but I've heard that where it is an actual burial ground, which is like a cemetery, all right, that that ground is consecrated. So that ground is meant for burial, for human burial. So that when they go ahead and, oh, well, it's been 150 years, so it's okay now because no one comes to visit these graves anymore, so we're going to go ahead and build on top of it. All right, that is where the problems start because the ground is intended for one thing and you've got many who are buried there. I don't care how long it's been. They need to remain buried where they're at. But places like I was talking about with the people traveling and so on and dying on the way, and that happened often back then. I don't feel that it's, it's the same or maybe it's not viewed as the same because it's not a burial ground, even though there may be unknown grave sites scattered around that people don't know about. I'm not saying that it means that nothing will happen, but I don't know. I, I just feel a, just a slightly different about it. I'm not saying it's okay, but a lot of times it's unknown. You don't know. They may find one, maybe they'll find, a, I mean, a, a hand or maybe it's been so long ago, there's hardly anything there anymore. So I don't know. And I'm not sure 
if that is what's causing these things to happen in that particular location. Although it's almost common knowledge that these places were built on an actual burial ground. So whoever, this is, this is how I think, and maybe it's part of, part of my Catholic thing, but like the Catholic cemetery, the priest goes there, the cemetery is blessed. They bless this ground before they inter the people and so on. So these others, like the burial grounds, the Native American burial grounds, well, my thoughts are, so you had the Native American, whoever he was, the shaman, whoever he was, that blessed that ground to bury the people in. So that is a whole different thing. That's why when you disrupt this and when you build on top of it and so on, strange things may start happening. I mean, that's my explanation anyways. There are some people who have said a lot of the, okay, we're going back to the pioneer days now. A lot of the people who were traveling, say they were coming from, I don't know, Kentucky, and they were going to California because of the gold rush and all that stuff. Well, there were, along with the people, the families and stuff, there were some criminals. There were some bad people. There were bad guys and stuff like that. And so some of them on the way would die also. Because, you know, they're just people. Just because they're bad doesn't mean that they're going to make it to their destination. And that's why when maybe it was just one buried here in this location and one buried who knows where, you know. So um, it wasn't an actual burial ground. But because of their negative energy, because they were criminals, and a lot of them were really, really bad criminals, murderers and what have you, that that is also one of the reasons why you may get in an area where they built houses. You may get one in that entire area that just seems to have a lot of negative activity. But unbeknown to anyone, that is why. Because there is someone buried there from a long, long time ago who was very negative. And maybe that's true. Maybe that explains why you have houses in a neighborhood and it might be one. Or you might have that condo and it might be one and so on. You might have a, a park. We don't know. We don't know what brings this kind of stuff on or what really causes it. We can only make an educated guess. And if we know the history of certain places, then that helps us to figure it out. In this location, yeah, because we know. But... 
I don't, I don't know why I feel this way, but um, I believe that there's something more. It seems like, okay, there's that, all right? We've got that. We've got the burial ground. And it's almost like when they start digging and putting businesses or houses there and stuff like that, it kind of like breaks that sacred seal, okay? Let's use that as an example. So that sacred seal, because somebody prayed over that in their own cultural way, they blessed that area. So now that's been broken. And things, uh, things start happening. I, um, man, I wish that I would have been able to take a look at that area when it was being built because it's not that old. I think that that area was built in mm, 2007 or 2008. It's not that old, but I wasn't able to even go into that area at all. I don't frequent that area and um, it's, it's a little confusing the way that they have built around it. It's just kind of confusing. It's kind of like a hodgepodge of a lot of different things. But anyhow, I just wanted to bring that up because we are going to keep an eye on that situation because these things can start off a certain way and then they can, they have been known to um, get out of control. So we are going to keep an eye on that. This one is something that is really interesting to me because it has all these different elements. You know, you've got a mystery and you don't really know. You're not too sure. And how do these things appear and all this other stuff. So this has the whole different array of things that I like to uh, look into. The other thing that I wanted to bring up is, um, all right, I'm trying to read my, oh, okay. There are um, certain storage units and the majority of them are outside. You know, they're like open. You could see the garage looking things and you drive in the parking lot and there's your storage right there, okay? Well, in some of these storages, they're inside a building. They're climate controlled and they're inside. So you're walking along in there in this building. It's almost like a Costco, but instead of food and goods, it's just different storage units. So in this particular storage place, it's so big that there are two doors. Well, actually three. You can go in from the office. You can go in from one of the doors on the outside of the building. And then they've got another door way down on the other end. And what happened was the one door that this person always used because it was closest to their storage unit. Something was wrong with it. It was out of order. So they had to go down to the other end 
to go into that through that door. So now you're on the other end of this storage unit, indoor storage. You have to go in and now walk all the way down to where yours is. The place is creepy, especially when you are in there alone. So this happened on a Sunday. So the office was closed at the time that this person went to their storage unit. When they couldn't get into theirs and had to go down to the other end, this person stated that I don't feel good about it because the place is creepy anyways, but I had to get in there because I needed some stuff. So there was no choice. So they had to go in. There was no one else in there. And then, you know, they got these like, kind of like carts. So if you got some big stuff, you put it on the cart and then you can pull your stuff or push your stuff outside, you know, with your heavy stuff. So um, this person at the time was a DJ. So he had to go in there and get his stuff because he had a gig. And he was apprehensive about going in there, but it's like, I have no choice. Okay, so he went in there and there you go. So he's in there and he's in his unit and he's getting his stuff out and he's putting it on his cart. And he says he turned around and he was like really close face to face with someone he didn't hear anything approach. He didn't hear or even have a feeling that there was anyone standing there. And he said, I don't even know how you can be in there and not make any sound because it echoes so bad. Even if you're wearing tennis shoes, you can still hear it's too echoey. When any of those doors close, even the entry door, it echoes. So we stand in there almost faced like really, really close to this thing. But the thing didn't move. It did not move. It did not seem to even breathe. It was totally still like a statue. He could not make out any features because this thing had a hood on and behind that, like the hood came down so far and inside there, he said, I don't know if it's because I just didn't want to be there or why. But it looked like just blackness. Like there was not a person in there. So he ran. He said, I left my stuff there and I took off running. When he took off running, now he's in an area where 
he's not familiar with. He's only familiar with his area, how to get there, how to get out, because it was a straight shot. He just came all the way down and then he made his turn and his storage was right there. Now he went off in a different direction and he's running and he doesn't know how to get out. He cannot find the exit. He said, I kept like coming to the same spot, like where the bathroom is. So he came to the door that was out of order. So then he knew all he had to do was go straight down and then he'd get to that other door. So he ran straight down to that other door. It opened up. And he ran out. And he said, fuck it. I am not going back in there. I don't care if all my stuff is gone. He left that, his storage thing open. He left his whatever he took out on the cart. And he didn't care. He said, I got in my car and I drove away. I didn't care. So the next day, he goes in to the storage place. Now he went into the office and he said, I was here yesterday. I don't know if you guys noticed that my storage um, was open and some of my stuff was out. And then he started telling them there was a, he said, I don't know. There was an intruder who came in and confronted me and I ran out. And that's why my stuff is all open and hanging out there. So, these places are monitored, okay? They've got the the TV cameras and all this stuff monitor. And so they played it back. And the thing about it is that when it came to the time when this thing appeared, it started getting like fuzzy and going in and out and like that staticky stuff. So you can't see it. And then it goes black. The thing just cut out. So, (laughs) oh man, okay. So they were like, yeah, we noticed that it was open and we sent you uh, whatever, some kind of communication. And he was like, okay, I'm just going to go over there and get my stuff. He said, "Um, I closed my account. He said he took everything out. He was paid up for that month, but he took everything out and he told them, um, I'm, this is going to be my, my last month here. I'm, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to take all my stuff and I'll close my account. And they asked him, is it because of, um, what happened to you? Is it because, you know, you had an encounter and this and that. And he told them no. He said, no, that's not why. I already have a place for my stuff now. I was going to do this and that, blah, blah, blah. But he said, you know, the strangest thing about this is that he says, I have felt creepy in there from day one said, every time I would go there to put my stuff in there, I would just hurry up. 
every time I would go there to take it out or to do anything, he said, I just couldn't stand it. He said it was just like I had goosebumps. But after that, he's like, I, I can't even tell you what I think that was. See, and I, I don't know what that was either. He says that that thing wasn't breathing. He said he was close enough to where if the chest of this thing would have been moving like our chest move when we breathe, he would have seen it. There was no breath. He said it was still like if the thing was a tree. There was no movement and no sound. He didn't hear that door open. He heard nothing. Although you could hear anything that happened in that place. Because it's all concrete. It's all concrete and metal in there. So that, that was a, um, man, that's just my opinion, guys. That was a pretty creepy encounter and when the thing for whatever reason when the thing doesn't make a sound it just makes it worse it just lends an element of over the top like creepy stuff to me anyways so that is um all I've got for today, okay, I got one more, but I don't have a whole lot of time, but I'm going to do it real quick. There was someone who um, I'm acquainted with at work, and she was telling me that when she was a little girl, and the reason that she started telling me the story is because her grandmother was in there when she was telling me the story. So she says, yeah, she's like, I, I, want, I want to um, tell her the story. She's telling her grandma. I want to tell her the story about what happened when I was a little girl that day. And her grandma said, okay. So she's telling me, I was probably about nine years old. I was staying the night with my grandmother. In the morning, she got up and she was going to make some fried eggs and bacon and this and that. So she says, you know, when you're making fried eggs, how they make noises and like they pop and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. And she says, okay, well, this morning that my grandma was cooking, those little popping sounds and that little fried egg sound was happening. But all of a sudden, it's like words were being said. And I was like, wait a minute. And then the grandma said, yeah, it's like the popping sounds and the egg frying sounds turned into words. Like it was speaking. And she said, um, the words, whatever... We could hear, but also they were like within the popping and crackling fried egg sounds. She said, so it was like a mixture of the fried egg sounds and these words until, now, until they heard, help me. Yes, okay. The, the person <laughs> that I work with said, it said, help me. And her grandma said, yeah, but tell her how it said it. And she said, it said, help 
me. Oh, yeah. I was like, get out. And the grandma was like, no, this is true. This is a true story. This happened. I was like, oh my gosh, is there any way somebody could have been playing a joke on you guys? And it was like, nope, nope. It was coming from the pan. She is like, I'll never forget. And so she said, I turned off the fire. We looked at each other and I dumped them out. I was like, you got rid of them. And she's like, yeah, like who's going to eat that? Now what? All right. I'm just like, dang, there is so much out there that we don't know. People have experienced so much that unless they come forward and tell us, we'll never know like this. And they're looking at me like, what do you think it was? Well, I have no idea. I'm going to tell you if I would have heard that, I would have turned off the fire and probably would have um, dumped it, but not in my trash. I probably would have went to go throw it in the street, I'm thinking, or down the, you know, that whatever it is where the water all goes when it rains a lot, The down there in the gutter sewer, whatever it is. Yeah, I, oh my gosh. I mean, think about this. And it's this woman and her grandmother. They're telling me this. And the way the grandma said it, no, because who's who wants to eat that? Like the, the thing talked, it spoke, and we both heard it. Pretty crazy. Anyways, I'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow I'm going to do a little um, mashup, okay? We're going to do some theory and some creepiness because that's what we do. Ciao.